create the most delicious strawberry shortcake dessert, you will need the following items. Two pints of ripe strawberries, a half a cup of sugar, four cups of flour. Wait, wait, what? We're doing a show about strawberry shortcake? The greeting card and cartoon character? Not the dessert? Oh my god, I feel like such an idiot now. You know, it would have been nice if somebody could have told me that we were doing it about the character, not the dessert. Thanks a lot. Surrounded by morons. My apologies. So, I guess we will be discussing Strawberry Shortcake today. The much-loved cartoon character that was inspired by a greeting card company, if you can believe that. We will discuss her early days, her rise to fame, and what she's up to today. So, grab your strawberry-covered bonnet, your baking supplies, and your favorite pet named after a dessert. Here we go. Thank you so very much for tuning into the Pop Culture Retrospective Podcast, a show inspired by and in memory of my big sister, Rebecca, and her love for all things pop culture, especially the people, places, and things of the 1980s, 1990s, and early 2000s. My name is Amy Lewis, and I am your captain aboard this pop culture time machine. You are tuning into episode number 39, Strawberry Shortcake, the bright-eyed and bushy-tailed animated character that warmed the hearts of millions of children in the 1980s. My sister and I absolutely loved Strawberry Shortcake growing up, so it seemed only appropriate to devote a show completely to her. The history of Strawberry Shortcake, who became very popular in the 1980s, like I just mentioned, actually dates back to 1973. A freelance artist named Barbie Sargent worked with American Greetings beginning after she graduated from high school, which is pretty impressive, and later as a freelance artist. American Greetings is one of the most well-known greeting card companies in the United States. As a matter of fact, they come in a close second behind Hallmark, who is the largest producer of greeting cards. Back to Barbie, though. She created a greeting card character in the 1970s called A Girl with a Daisy, who first appeared in 1973. The character was wearing a dark red dress with small white polka dots, a white puffy sleeved shirt, and she also wore a dark orange bonnet on top of her dark brown hair. On said bonnet, there are a bunch of white flowers, a ladybug, and strawberries. She was, of course, also holding a daisy. The card ended up being extremely popular, and higher up folks at American Greetings thought much of that had to do with the strawberries on the girl's hat. So the company decided to continue the development of this character with a strong emphasis on the infamous Strawberry. In July of 1977, Sargent was asked to create four designs to test out some additional characters and to further gauge popularity. She created one called Strawberry Girl, and test runs indicated that this one in particular was very popular. Another woman named Muriel Farron also worked for American Greetings, and she helped to mold this female character as well. In 1978, she created a picture of Strawberry Shortcake with Custard, her cat. This depiction is how most remember what she looked like during the late 1970s and through the 1980s. In this 1978 version, we see Strawberry Shortcake in green and white striped socks, a bright red dress with darker red polka dots, 
a white apron with colorful stitching, and a pink hat with strawberries on top. At this point, Strawberry Shortcake was truly ready for prime time. In 1979, a company called Kenner Products created their first Strawberry Shortcake doll, which was designed by Muriel Farron and were later made by her sister, Susan Trentel. She was sort of made in the rag doll style that was popular at this time, but she smelled like strawberries, which was a unique and ultimately huge selling point. In the spring of 1980, a full collection of Strawberry Shortcake merchandise launched. This includes stickers, which was one of my sister's very favorite things as a kid and as an adult, posters, puzzles, and the like. The products were incredibly popular, and eventually there were 1,200 various Strawberry Shortcake-themed items released for sales. And said sales reached at least $500 million within the first year. I don't remember this, but apparently at one point you could buy an Atari game called Strawberry Musical Matchups. I'm sure that was a lot of fun. My sister and I were no strangers to the Strawberry Shortcake merchandise. Let me just tell you, we for sure had Strawberry Shortcake roller skates, and I'm pretty sure we had a Strawberry Shortcake bicycle complete with a strawberry-covered seat. There was really no end to the Strawberry Shortcake-themed merchandise. As I get older, the memory of that bike, and thus a comfortable banana seat, becomes more and more appealing. Get it? Banana seat? Appealing? That was stupid. But also true. On another note, at one time you could adorn your Christmas tree with Strawberry Shortcake ornaments. Additional characters were added to Strawberry Shortcake's entourage, including Apple Dumplin', who was her sister, Blueberry Muffin, Raspberry Tart, and Huckleberry Pie. They all lived together in a magical place called Strawberry Land. Each character had a pet. Custard was Strawberry Shortcake's cat, like we talked about. He was also her best friend and often found himself getting into trouble. Each character's doll or figurines, when they were released, were kind of like Strawberry Shortcake in that they smelled like the respective fruit they were named after. Between 1980 and 1985, several Strawberry Shortcake TV specials were released. The first, called The World of Strawberry Shortcake, was released on March 28, 1980, in syndication across more than 90 cities all over the United States. Boys and girls, moms and dads, brothers and sisters... Cats and dogs, welcome to the world of Strawberry Shortcake. Who sleeps all night in a cake made of strawberry, wakes up bright in a cake made of strawberry, living right in a cake made of strawberry, strawberry shortcake. Wouldn't you know who sweeps her floors in a cake made of strawberry, plays outdoors of a cake made of strawberry, games and Strawberry Shortcake. And you will know Strawberry Shortcake. 
It would later be released on 16mm film, beta, VHS, and eventually DVD. And my god, when I saw 16mm, I felt very old, because, as you know, we need a film projector to watch that. I guess Strawberry Shortcake really is, well, old. In the special, we meet Strawberry Shortcake and all of her friends and learn that they are planning for her sixth birthday party. The group's plan for a birthday party is foiled by the evil, peculiar pie man of Porcupine Peak, who tries to steal Strawberry Shortcake's berries and who also kidnaps one of Strawberry Shortcake's friends. Well, one thing leads to another, and thanks to some trees that come to life, because that's not creepy, the pie man's palace collapses and happiness is restored. This plot sounds just as asinine as Rainbow Bright's TV special, which we talked about on number eight of the Pop Culture Retrospective, all the way back in July of 2020. And if you remember that episode, I talked about how in one of the specials for Rainbow Bright, the solution to get Rainbow Bright and her friends out of a hole was for Rainbow Bright's horse to dropkick Rainbow Bright's best friend out of the hole so he could rescue everybody. That is one of the stupidest things I've ever heard of. Anyways, in each subsequent television special, we saw a reoccurring theme of Strawberry Shortcake having a kind demeanor, and she always wanted to do the right thing, but she's often interrupted by evil villains. However, kindness always prevailed. As the popularity of Strawberry Shortcake grew exponentially in the early 1980s, so too did concerns over the income that her likeness was leading to. Barbie Sargent, who we talked about earlier, actually sued American Greetings for the rights to Strawberry Shortcake. She felt like she always owed a lot of earnings from this unique character. After all, she played a significant role in her creation. So, after a bit of a court battle, Sargent won the rights to Strawberry Shortcake in 1983. Despite her efforts to be recognized and compensated for the creation of this beloved character, she would actually give the rights back later, at a different time. Despite her efforts to be recognized and compensated for the creation of the beloved character, she would actually eventually give the rights back to American Greetings at a later date. This wouldn't be the last time, though, that the rights to Strawberry Shortcake would shift, but more on that later. Her popularity was further solidified as there was a Strawberry Shortcake float in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And at one point, you could buy Strawberry Shortcake cereal at your local grocery store. Strawberry shortcake cereal. It's berry pink. Strawberry pink. With a crispy strawberry taste. Even smells like strawberries. My berry favorite. Most important. I know. It's a very tasty part of this good, nutritious breakfast. You're pretty bright. So are you. (laughs) (laughs) New strawberry shortcake cereal. I love how in breakfast commercials from the 1980s, they always mention how this super, super sugary cereal is part of this nutritious breakfast, and then they show the whole spread. The spread includes the cereal, of course, as well as pieces of toast with butter, a glass of milk, and a glass of orange juice. Of course, there are almost never any fruit or vegetables present. Now, don't get me wrong, I've always had a decent appetite, but never in my life 
even as a very active adult or when I was a little kid, did I ever have the stomach or bladder capacity, I might add, for a full bowl of cereal, toast, and two drinks to start the day? It's never happened, and it never will. But I digress. I made a big mistake, and I looked up the strawberry shortcake float online, and remarkably, someone posted photos of it. Once again, much like the live-action version of Rainbow Bright and the Rock of Fire explosion from Showbiz Pizza, these characters, intended for children, were actually quite terrifying. All of the costume characters look like something out of a horror movie, where the characters who are seemingly nice also appear to be on the brink of an enraged and violent episode. For some reason, I just thought of two words, switch and blade. Anyways, the float was, of course, a huge strawberry with whipped cream on the back and featured a bridge leading out of the strawberry and a giant sunshine. There were face characters, of course, but there were also walk-around costume characters, like I just mentioned. These characters all had huge shoes and oversized clothing, as well as felt-covered heads, oversized hats on their yarn-like hair, and death staring eyes. Even the villain in the show, the peculiar pie man of Pineapple Peak, had a walk-around costume character who was enthusiastically waving at the audience. Can you imagine kids and their parents watching him pass by in the early 1980s? Oh, look, sweetie, there's the peculiar pie man of Pineapple Peak, the creep who always wants to steal strawberry shortcake's pie and baking ingredients. Let's wave at him. Hi! Hi, pie man! Happy Thanksgiving! And by the way, whenever the peculiar pie man entered a scene in a Strawberry Shortcake TV special, there was always a creepy noise. Somebody's awake. Yep, it's that ornery, mean, and miserable, silly old sneak, the peculiar purple pie man of Porcupine Peak. The peculiar pie man, much like the main villain in Rainbow Bright, had very sinister-looking facial hair, but this time it was in the form of a pencil-thin, long mustache which curled at the ends. He was always trying to steal strawberry shortcake's baking ingredients and lived in a pile of tin baking dishes stacked up high in the sky. In some specials, we also see Pie Man joining forces with another villain, a woman named Sour Grapes. Which aren't sour grapes raisins? I don't know. Anyways, apparently the strawberry shortcake float was a staple at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade from 1981 to 1984. By 1987, the float appeared again in the parade, but this time in a modified form for the Fruit Juice Valley Company float, which ran for a number of years. Later, it would become a Hello Kitty float, again, being further modified. Who knew that floats could have so many different incarnations? That being said, it was really obvious that Fruit Juice Valley was using the old strawberry shortcake float, okay? It's sort of like when you realize that one business totally used to be something else. Kind of like the Enterprise Rent-A-Car that opened at the site of a former Taco Bell in my hometown. We all know your office used to be a Taco Bell enterprise. You're not fooling anyone. And same goes for you, Fruit Juice Valley. You bastards destroyed the strawberry shortcake float and everyone knows it. You should be ashamed of yourselves. 
Anyways, in addition to 1981 marking Strawberry Shortcake's first appearance at the famous parade, we also got another television special release. This time it was called Strawberry Shortcake in Big Apple City. In this cartoon, Strawberry Shortcake goes to Big Apple City, of course, obviously inspired by New York City, to compete in a baking contest. Once again, her plans are almost foiled by the infamous Pie Man. In 1982, the next Strawberry Shortcake special was released. This time it was called Strawberry Shortcake, Pets on Parade. In 1983, Strawberry Shortcake, Housewarming Party was released. Strawberry Shortcake and the Baby Without a Name came in 1984. And finally, in 1985, Strawberry Shortcake Meets the Berrykins was released, this being the last installment of the original specials. In the United Kingdom, the special was released as a featurette alongside the classic 1980s movie, The Care Bears Movie. My sister and I loved that movie and watched it all the time. What a genius combination. By the mid-1980s, Strawberry Shortcake's popularity started to decline. Not only was she no longer appearing at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, but merchandise ceased being created and thus released. However, much like Rainbow Bright, there have been several incarnations of Strawberry Shortcake over the past several decades. It seems like fans of this beloved character just cannot let her go. In 1991, for example, Strawberry Shortcake was reborn, this time with an updated appearance including her clothes and hair. Her signature bonnet was ditched for a simple pink bow, which is a big mistake, and both the dress and bow were pink with white polka dots. However, popularity never really took hold, so this rebirth only lasted about a year. In 2002, Strawberry Shortcake again reemerged. A new line of videos was created, as well as a game for Game Boy and even a CD-ROM. This time, her outfit appeared to be inspired by Where's Waldo, believe it or not. She started wearing blue jeans with a white and red striped shirt, but her headgear returned in the form of a strawberry-covered floppy hat. In 2006, new figurines were released, as well as a full-length film, Strawberry Shortcake, The Sweet Dreams Movie. In 2015, a company named Iconics acquired the rights for Strawberry Shortcake for $105 million. In 2017, another company called DHX acquired the rights for Strawberry Shortcake from Iconics, and they got the rights to Peanuts as well in that deal for a total of $345 million. Her most recent look is a far cry from the white apron-covered dress and bonnet hat that we first saw in the late 1970s and early 1980s. She now appears to have a bit more street cred, if you will, as the character is now a bit older, maybe like teenage age, and sports red Chuck Taylors, light and dark green leggings, sort of like Nanny from the Muppet Babies, a strawberry crossbody bag, which is perfect for a switchblade, um, a tiny denim jacket, and a strawberry bandana. If you remember back to the Rainbow Bright episode, perhaps you will recall that Rainbow Bright was developed by Hallmark for the sole purpose of competing with American greeting sweetheart, Strawberry Shortcake. So I guess that begs the question, if you had to pick just one, would you say that you are Team Strawberry Shortcake or Team Rainbow Bright? I know that would be an impossible choice for my sister to make. I hope you've enjoyed this look back at Strawberry Shortcake, a greeting card-inspired merchandise powerhouse from the 1980s. 
Although her rise and fall came and went within just a few short years, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find someone who grew up when me and my sister did who didn't enjoy watching the antics of this fruit-inspired character and her friends. Strawberry shortcake has changed and evolved significantly over the past four decades, but one thing remains the same. People who grew up looking at strawberry shortcake on cards and watching her ridiculous television specials and parade appearances want future generations to enjoy her enthusiastic attitude and continue to be terrified by villains. I hope you join me for my next show where we will take a look back at some fascinating facts about Walt Disney World in honor of its 50th anniversary, which is officially being celebrated today when I'm recording this episode, October 1st. Until then, be kind, be safe, and hold on to your memories. 